Hey, welcome to the latest episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3, presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. My name is Tyler Mon, and uh, we have done the impossible. It is January 23rd, and we have made it to our first discussion of spring sports season for the 2023-24 academic and athletic calendar uh, at the University of Denver. Uh, and that baffles me, uh, but with it, very excited to get a chance to talk to Liza Kelly, the head coach of Denver women's lacrosse. Liza, it's so good to talk to you. Uh, I know that it is only January 23rd, um, and yet we're we're closing right in on the start to the season. Does this sneak up? I mean, you get out of the, the long holiday break at DU, uh, and you get a few weeks of practice, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, February 9th, we got we to gotta take on Louisville at home. Yeah, the only blessing is that Louisville's in the same boat. So I, I think it does it does go quickly. I, I did feel like this break seemed to go forever this year. I don't know if we had an extra week or what, but it seemed like a really long break. So we are we are ready to go. We're looking forward to Louisville. Well, that is the the kickoff to this season, at least uh, on the official wins and losses tally. But uh, you obviously get things started so much uh, ahead of time and really, I mean, ramping things up through the fall and getting to that break uh, and then getting started with the the final, you know, five, six weeks of preparation prior to the start of the season. Once you come out of the holiday break, take me through where you are right now in this stage. You're, you know, roughly two weeks away uh, from getting this season kicked off. But where are you right now? And what have the last few weeks been like uh, getting set to go on on the February 9th, three o'clock face off? Yeah, so this past Saturday was actually our first official practice. So we have some um, practice rules in place. So we've, we've been at eight hours up until this week. So this is really kind of our, our showtime. Uh, we focused a lot today on on our offense. Tomorrow is going to be a little bit more about, about defense day. And we're just trying to kind of plug away and make sure that we're ready to go come, come the ninth. When you are uh, bringing in a, a new campaign, coming off of the success that you had in a year like last year. Uh, is there a different energy? I mean, I know that the success has been there from year to year for your program for a very long time, but last year obviously was something completely different. You you established so many different program high watermarks and firsts. You make it to championship weekend. Uh, you, you were unbeaten until that final game against Northwestern. You have such a role of momentum. Does it feel at all different coming into this year as – um, building off of something as special as 2023 was? You know, in some ways, I think it's good that it doesn't. Um, I, you know, I, I I think that energy and aggressiveness and just kind of that gritty attitude is something that we've really tried to to build our program upon. So in, in, in regards to just the effort getting, getting put out every day, it doesn't feel any different. I, I think that maybe there's a little bit more of a drive um, a little higher of a standard from an individual performance that, you know, that when you walk off of practice every day, you know, the question is, you know, did I really make everybody better? Did I put us in a position to, to win a tougher game this year? And so I, I think maybe that internal drive is a little bit stronger, if you will. You are uh, obviously, you know, so familiar with what it takes now to be uh, successful at the highest levels um, in this sport and in chasing a national championship. What do you feel like you learned from last year's run that maybe uh, stuck out from different seasons prior? You've made those deep runs before, but to get to that final step, really, uh, and you fall against the, the team that is now the defending national champs at Northwestern, um, what, what did 2023 teach you that maybe was something new or something unexpected? Ooh. Something new or something unexpected. Um, 
control the controllables. You know, I, I think that you, you have to be adaptable as a team and we were on the road so much last year, but I think that with this generation of players, I think when you acknowledge the elephants in the room and try to tackle them together, it seems to make you stronger as a team. And, and so I think going into last year's season, we really talked about, this is going to be tough. We are going to be on the road a lot. It's going to be more difficult than anything you guys have done since probably prior to COVID. Um, you're going to have to, to buckle up and, and get it done. And I think that they were really receptive to being part of that conversation rather than just feeling like they were along for the ride. And so I think then going into this year, when we've kind of um, revamped our schedule out of, out of conference schedule a little bit, it's a little bit of the same conversation of, of we are going to have some really tough weeks. Um, we need to work through it together. We need to talk about energy levels and fatigue and, and really be on the same page as a, as a full team and staff to be able to, to be successful. Last year, uh, the the schedule was so difficult and you end up going nine and one against ranked opponents. You had three wins against top five teams. I know you beat Maryland uh, on the road in College Park. It was just the sixth home loss for Maryland during Kathy Reese's time there. And like you noted, I mean, you do it in a year in which things were not really stacked in your favor um, schedule-wise and, and workload-wise. What did that teach you about the group that you had and what lessons do you hope the players who return for this year take from last year to be able to apply to taking that next jump in 2024? Yeah, I think last year's team was just incredibly selfless. There, there seemed to be um, a, just a, an understanding that we're all doing this together and that whatever role is asked of you, that day you have to do it to your absolute best. And it might not be something you you really want to do, um, you know, like getting up really early to get on another flight. It can be really difficult. I mean, we played Stanford home on Friday night, left the next day and went to Xavier to play them on a Sunday. That was hard. But I think that when you're doing it together um, and you're appreciating the hard work that everybody's putting into, it makes it easier. And I think that's really carried over to this year. I, I've seen, you know, I'll, I'll speak, you know, to, to our potential reserves, their push right now, now their, their um, practice level is, is through the roof. And that's something I've never seen before. I mean, they are just working so hard that the, the gap between the starters and non-starters is really closing. And, huh. and that's, that's exciting. Liza, you uh, over the fall, got a chance to get a look at your team in uh, competitive uh, environment games that, you know, are so crucial in preparation for a spring season and official season. Um, you're ranked coming into this year, a program high fourth in the preseason poll from USA lacrosse in the top 20, but take me back to the fall when you got a chance to, to go out East, uh, head to Maryland, see Towson, George Mason, Georgetown Hopkins. I know some of those were kind of truncated games, but, um, being able to get an opportunity to see your team on the field. I know it's a few months ago now, but what did that, uh, opportunity provide for them? Yeah, going back east in the fall has been really huge to um, to build our success. I think it's a great team building opportunity, first of all. I mean, be, being able to be on the road and get to know each other. We have so many parents that come for that weekend, so many family members. So it really is a great kickoff weekend for everybody just to get to know each other on, on a different level as humans. And then to be able to play, you know, the, the small, the shorter games are great because we get kind of a lot of flow going. You get to get people in and out of the game, see who connects, um, you know, see, see what different players stand out. And so I was really pleased because we had a couple of, of upperclassmen that maybe hadn't seen it significant minutes um, in years past really step up and, and show us what they could do on the field. 
What are some of the other things, especially in the fall when you're getting your team together for the first time, uh, you know, with newcomers and with freshmen, especially, what are some of the things maybe away from the field or, you know, in practice or in team meetings, how do you get players to kind of get acquainted for the first time, the stuff that makes them a little bit more uh, integrally connected uh, or intricately connected, I should say, than just being out on the field? Are there team building things you especially like to do from year to year with newcomers? Yeah, we were able to go back up to the mountains. Um, we've we've been really fortunate enough in years past to take a weekend and and go up um, and do just some team building activities. Do a high ropes course, uh, taking the bus up there. That that's been such a a great way for us to start the fall season. And again, kind of just taking lacrosse out of it and just getting to know each other from that way. Lots of different traditions. Um, we you know we have the freshmen and their parents come to my house, and we've included the fifth years of the past years during move in weekend. Um, and we just really try to make it feel as much of a family away from your family as as humanly possible. That's so cool. And it's, you know, especially if you're a, a freshman in college, just trying to learn the ropes about life away from home. Like that's one challenge, but to be doing it while also playing a division one sport uh, is something that's entirely different. And for, for so many athletes who have come through over the last few years, you've established this culture of excellence with your program. And I want to pivot real quick before we take our first break. Uh, on the other side, on the men's lacrosse side, it's a new chapter over there. And someone who I know um, you've been very, you know, uh, influential on uh, and someone who I would imagine you've also learned from. Uh, Bill Tierney has retired as the head coach uh, on the men's side and Matt Brown takes over. Um, talk us through your relationship with Coach T over his time in Denver. And, you know, you predated him uh, when you took over the women's program uh, and what he was able to accomplish on the men's side. It seems like it was such a a rising tide as successful as your program was that made the men want to be more successful and vice versa. What was that relationship like for you over coach these time in Denver? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed um, working with and learning from Bill. He is just such a, a, a good mentor, um, really cares about his players and, and cared about the success of, of the university of Denver athletics programs overall. And I think that when he first got here, I, I very much was a little starstruck. Um, you know, he is, is such a legend, but he, he, you know, he would come down to our offices and hang out and we would just talk about, you know, different, different problems we were having, different things that were going well, um, and really seeing kind of how our programs paralleled each other. I think when they were winning, you know, when we watched men's soccer go to a final four, the success that hockey and gymnastics have had, um, and a lot of our other sports have had at, at their, their conference level, I, you know, I think when you're around greatness, it, you expect greatness of yourself as well. And so that was just a really fun challenge, I think, for our program to, to see how well they could, they were able to do and just kind of, you know, that, that old adage of like, why not us? That is a quote that I feel like should be emblazoned uh, on the walls at the, the Ritchie Center. When you're around greatness, you expect greatness of yourself as well, because it's such a cool dynamic, the way coaches and programs influence each other at DU. It's been one of the things that I've loved most about getting a chance to work with so many different sports is feeling that out from coaching staffs. And it, it's just so fascinating. And uh, it's been a really cool thing to watch for the lacrosse programs over the last several years and so much to come in 2024. And we're going to talk about that when we return uh, on this week's episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show. We're talking Pioneer Women's Lacrosse with head coach Liza Kelly on 104.3 The Fan HD3 presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. Back in a moment. Denver Gymnastics season tickets are the best value in town and the entertainment is priceless. And a stuck landing. That 
was a beautiful routine. I don't know where the judges are going to take any deductions on that. Learn more about DU Gymnastics offerings at denverpioneers.com or social media outlets. Sunday Fun in Magnus Arena, Denver's home of college sports. Yeah, so picture perfect. Is that the sound of an ooey gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously, but as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh yeah, that's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Continuing along with this week's episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3, presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. My name is Tyler Mon. Week to week, we get a chance to talk with the different head coaches around the athletic department on the hilltop of the University of Denver. And this week, Pioneer head women's lacrosse coach Liza Kelly, as she and her team uh, get set to roll for this 2024 season. And Liza, already so much preseason conversation about your team uh, as noted a little while ago uh, you are a program best fourth in the nation in the USA lacrosse top 20 preseason poll you've got five players on the USA lacrosse preseason all-america list Sam Thacker was named the USA lacrosse preseason defender of the year uh, those are the the fun storylines for people like me who are kind of on the outside and and getting to talk about that stuff with the program inside what do those preseason conversations feel like for you all as you're getting set to, you know, obviously just focus on Louisville on week one? I mean, is there much of a discussion about the larger picture and, you know, the the expectations for the program from outside the walls? Or how do you approach coming into a season where there is a lot of hype around your team? Yeah, I think managing expectations for any program is is one of the toughest things you do as a coach and as a team. Um, but I feel very strongly that we have to talk about our end goal so that each little goal helps us get there. So so we 100% talk daily about winning a national championship, and, we, and we've done so for the past five or six years. So it's 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 part of our, our vernacular. Um, we bring it up almost every day. We challenge each other. Are you working hard enough to win that, that championship? Um, but then at the same time, in order to get there, Louisville is the focus right now. So as much as we, you know, we, we want to be there back in the final four, we know that the road to get there has to go through each team that we play. And in order to do that, we have to be our absolute best. And so that's really our storyline is not worrying about the polls, not worrying about what other people think of us, but really, uh, you know, looking in that mirror, did you do your best today? Did you make the person next to you better? Let's uh, talk about some of your returning stars. As I noted, you've got five uh, All-Americans this year, all juniors and seniors. And uh, the conversation around Sam Thacker is so, um, it's so glowing in so many different ways because she does so much well. Uh, National Defender of the Year, postseason first team All-American last year, a Big East Conference first team selection. What makes Sam so good? I mean, when when there are very obviously scouting reports that are predicated around, okay, how do we avoid working near Sam Thacker? Like what is, what is the key to that level of success? Uh, Sam challenges herself to be her absolute best every single day. She, she has an incredibly high standard for herself and how hard she will work. And it, you can't help, but, but demand that of yourself being next to her in practice. So I think just the level of accountability and, and her competitiveness you know, have, have really gotten her to where she is as a, as a defender and as a player on this team. 
for the rest of these veterans who come back and get a chance to, you know, run it back and try to make another um, charge in a national championship, what does the identity of that group, especially your juniors and seniors, uh, what do they bring in terms of the the competitive fire and the enthusiasm and the dedication to being part of another deep run like that? Um, and how do you hope that that translates to, especially your freshmen, but all of the newcomers on this team? So the team came up with the term gritty excellence as kind of our, our slogan for the year. And the, and the team did this on their own without the coaches in there. And I, and I think that that concept is truly the epitome of what we ask of each other every day is that, that we come and we're willing to really do whatever it is, run through a brick wall for one another, but hold ourselves to a level of excellence um, that surpasses what you did yesterday. And so I think that to see the buy-in from the juniors and seniors, this kind of mentality of no days off, um, they they just really work so hard. Um, I, you know, I saw Bryn McCoy today get hit in the head with a bloody nose and kind of keep playing. And I, and I think not that I want anybody to get hit in the head with a nose and, and get a bloody nose at practice, but that that mentality of it's not over till it's over, I, th I think is really what makes us great. The start to this season, you talked about how last year, uh, the, the road tests were really the big theme on the schedule. Uh, early on, especially this season, uh, it's kind of the flip side of that. You get Louisville at home on February 9th. You're on the road at Michigan on the 17th, but then your next three are all at home. So you've got four of your first five at Barton Stadium. And, you know, obviously February, March weather in Denver can be a little finicky, but uh, all things hopeful, you get four good days on your home field to really get ready for a massive test, which comes up on March 8th, March 8th against Northwestern team that uh, that knocked you out in championship weekend um, last season. How much does an early season schedule with four out of your first five at home help to establish the framework for what you want to be? Yeah, I think the home games help. I also think just having one or two games um, during a weekend really helps. So I think the four games in February – we get to play, but then we really get to go back and, and you know, revamp anything, go back to the drawing board if we need to make some changes. Um, you know, I think once we we hit March, it, it is a gauntlet, you know, straight into our conference. Um, so I think from Maryland on, we really have a, a tough road in March. And so I think February is, is just really making sure that, you know, kind of the icing's on the cake at that point. Are we really playing at a high level to compete and then maintaining that level. Are we giving enough, you know, days off and, and taking care of our bodies? Um, you know, it's really tricky at DU because we hit finals in, in March too. Right. So we've got to make sure that we're balancing their academic load um, with their athletic load too. That matchup uh, that comes up, you know, in a, uh, again, a storyline way that a, a broadcaster wants to talk about or fans want to talk about. I know the focus is certainly far from March 8th, but on March 8th, uh, you got a Friday night game against Northwestern in Evanston and uh, a team that you saw last year on championship weekend, a team that Denver has actually never beaten in program history. Uh, Owen six going back to 2004 that they're really, you know, one of the gold standards like you've established here in Denver. What does that matchup hold for your team? There's, there are matchups that are going to carry a little bit more emotion. Do you try to approach it as just, Hey, this is another game on our schedule. It's a non-conference matchup. It's a big opportunity for us. Or do you sort of let some of that emotion from last year feed into that? Well, I think I've got to start by saying that I hate everybody. And that is my mentality. <laughs> you know, I, as soon That's as my feeling on, on most things. So I'm yeah, with you. You know, if you're not wearing Denver, we hate you. And I think that that's our approach to absolutely every opponent. Northwestern will be no different. Um, you know, there are, are varying degrees of, of hatred. 
Um, but I, you know, we want to show up and show out every single day. So I, I totally agree. It's a fun matchup. That's a really challenging weekend for us. We, you know, we go from Northwestern to Stony Brook, probably play two of the most physical teams in the division one NCAAs, um, on the road. And I, you know, from, from our end, we put them on the schedule and I think that everybody's eyes kind of lit up. So the girls are excited to play them. I think it, it, it gives you a different focus in preseason to know that you've got that kind of quality opponents on. Um, so, you know, as it, you know, we're excited to get out there and, and play our hearts out. Uh, have you considered putting, let me start by saying, I hate everyone on a t-shirt and just like having <laughs> all of your players wear that in warmups. Cause I would rock that shirt a hundred percent of my days. Well, you know, we can put it on the back of our pink pie hats. How's that? <laughs> I like that. You come back from that trip too. And that's a Friday, Monday swing. So you're on the road in Evanston uh, and then head to Stony Brook. And then again, you've got four out of your next five at home. And it's just, I mean, like you said, through March, it's such a gauntlet. You've got Stanford, then UConn, then at Georgetown, then home against CU and home against Marquette. And there are no pushover games on the schedule. Um, for, for your team to be at this stage now where you've got the target on your backs as well, where everybody wants to knock off Denver, but also you don't duck any competition. Um, how much of a, an element of foundational pillar of the culture that you're trying to create is that where it's, yeah, we'll go to Northwestern on a Friday and play Stony Brook on a Monday and then come home for Stanford because that's who we want to be. Yeah. And you, you nailed it. I mean, that's exactly who we want to be anyone, anywhere, anytime. And and I think that was the the MO last year. And I think we carried it over there. There are things that we can't control and we couldn't control where, where we got seated last year in NCAAs. We're not going to be able to control it this year. So we've got to get used to being able to show up and, and beat anybody on any given day. All right, Liza, let's talk a little bit about some of the newcomers on this team. Um, you know, every year, you get an opportunity to at least get a look at your freshman, redshirt freshman, who can make an immediate impact and who is going to be best served by developing. Uh, among the the fresh faces that you've got in, who excites you and what does the, you know, every class has its own kind of identity. What do you like most about this young group? This freshman class is just coming in and firing. Um, that is really fun to watch. You know, we've got what do we have six fifth years and six seniors? And it could be a year where, you know, a freshman comes in and is like, Oh, I'm not going to play. I'm going to sit back. And that is not the mentality that they have at all. Um, they are driven. They are fierce. Uh, they are athletic and fast. It's just been so much fun to incorporate them in. And I, and I think from a standout standpoint, I've been really impressed, impressed with uh, Olivia ripple from California. She's somebody that is just come in and just is a, is an absolute house um, Kira Albert from Maryland. She's got a great touch on the ball, great finisher, can see both ends of the field. Um, and then um, Alex Dorr from Florida is somebody that's really stepped up defensively for us. And they just, they all just compete so hard every day. You would never know watching our practices that they were freshmen. All right, Liza, final point for you. Uh, as we noted, you're a couple weeks away, two and a half weeks now from the start of this season. Um, this is season number 18 for you. What is the the excitement level like every year for you at this time? I mean, you're you're really kind of in that final countdown uh, to the the first whistle being blown on the year. I mean, is it is there still a nervous excitement that comes along with it? Is there a contentment that comes along with it? Like where in the mind of Liza Kelly, how does it feel on you know January 23rd or on February 1st or February 8th going into that first game? 
you know, I still feel like I'm, it's Christmas Eve. Um, I'm excited to open my <laughs> presents and see what they look like. That's, that's really, I, I, it's just an excitement. I think every team is so different and it's really fun to see, you know, what our heartbeat is going to be like. And I, and I think that you start to develop that in, in the fall and in preseason, but you know, you don't really know until you, you get into battle with the girls. And that, that's what I look forward to is, is seeing them, work on the things that, that they need to work on and have those aha moments in the middle of the game. Um, it's just exciting. And so I, I'm pumped to see who we are and who we become. That is so cool. It's coming up on February 9th at Peter Barton Lacrosse Stadium, three o'clock start time for that game. You can get your tickets at DenverPioneers.com. And uh, Liza, so much excitement around this team for this year. Uh, can't wait to see you all out there and, and getting it rolling again. Thanks so much for taking the time and we'll catch you coming up here in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Wrapping up this week's episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. My name is Tyler Mom. We'll catch you next time on 104.3 The Fan HD3.